0: They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on Face to Face with Success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua. Saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. This is Face to Face with Success. I'm Charlotte Kilbane. I'm in Constantia in a large, comfortable old farmhouse full of art and overstuffed couches. This is the place a South African cooking legend and businesswoman calls home. Ina Parman has built a brand that's quintessentially South African with a legacy of cooking and an enormously popular range of ready-made spices, marinades, mixes and sauces. Her passion for good food started in the early 1960s when she first travelled to Europe. It dawned on me that the raw products...
1: The agricultural products we have here is of an outstanding quality. But at that stage, you know, it was very much during the apartheid years where everything that came from overseas was better. When I came back, I said to my mother, but, you know, all this talk about overseas is better. Uh, That's not really true. We produce some pretty good food but we've got some lousy cooks. And I think that has almost become my mission, is to install that respect for raw ingredients. My other big thing is to teach people to cook and to teach them to think about what they put into their mouths.
0: She took a job lecturing at the Old Cape Technicon, but eventually her mother convinced her to do something for herself. Armed with a small loan, she converted her garage and started giving cooking lessons to local housewives. Business was brisk from the start. She'd identified an unexploited niche. She hired two people to help her, and it was a desire to offer them job security throughout the year that really started the Ina Palman food brand.
1: We got a big one of those zinc baths and we started to mix a seasoned salt recipe of my grandmother's. And my son then took it to the farm stalls and sold it there. And then they said, But can't you make a nice dressing and can't you do this? And so with a handheld blender, we <laughs> oh my God, when I think
0: of it. Ina's son was about to finish a business degree, and he convinced her to take a huge risk and formalize the business. I was quite reluctant in the beginning. I said,
1: "Well, Graham, what do I know about factories?" He said, "Don't worry, Ma. I'll make
0: sure that I know everything about that part of the business." It started with a tiny factory space, two secondhand tables, and five staff. Everything we owned was hocked, and then the students kept on saying
1: to me you know why don't you write a cookbook then i had to you know try and get somebody to to publish the book so here i go to all the publishers i say all the recipes work here are all the tips that people are always asking and the illustrations are done by a well-known no they didn't think it would sell So, we took a loan on our house to publish the book. Well, my husband was nearly finished. For four months, nobody slept and then the book just took off, thank God. But I have such sentimental attachments to the book, because really, this book helped to build the business. And you know, as the business grew, we invested back in the business. We invested in better equipment, better people, training our people. Even to this day our staff is not unionized and we now employ close on 200 people.
0: It's been a long journey for Ina and her management team. They quite literally bet the farm on the business and as the years have gone on success has changed shape. We paid
1: ourselves very little. we drove cars that virtually fell apart. <laughs> My husband used to call the factory the stainless steel palace. All the money goes to the stainless steel palace. I can remember the days when I used to get to the till thinking, oh please God, I hope there's enough money to pay for this. If I had to go through all that again, I, I, I really haven't got the guts now, but... It was such a worthwhile journey and along with that journey came this whole mass of people who uplifted their living standards, who are able to send their children to get a good education that they never had. Is If we want to improve the economy, you've got to do it with businesses like ours which creates jobs. I remember my mother saying to me, Ina, the best thing you can do is to create a job for another person. But I think if you start a business with the idea to become rich or to make a lot of money, you are doomed to fail. You must start a business for the right reasons. Then eventually...
0: It will pay dividends. Ina still works a full day. She's not just a figurehead, and she puts sheer hard work above every other factor in her success. It's the slogging that does it, putting in the hours.
1: You know, people often say if you have talent, but talent only gets you so far. It's better to be born uglier and then to have to work at maintaining because if it's given to you on a plate, you expect people to react to you. And when you lose your beauty, suddenly the base of why things always happened goes. That same thing with talent. You know, you very talented athlete or this, that and the other, but you need to have something to fall back on. And the ordinary ones and the ugly ones slog at it.
0: (laughs) You've been listening to Face to Face with Success. I'm Charlotte Kilbane. Join us next time for more stories of South African success. They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on face-to-face with success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua. Saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. Find more real success stories at thesolutionslab.co.za.